You ever been through a major storm? You ever been through a biggie? 210-599-5555. Florida's about to go through a biggie. They are making uh, major moves in Florida to get it uh, you know, taken care of. Uh, let's see here. Some schools have been closed already. They were closed yesterday, and they're going to be closed for most of the week, if not the entire week. The store shelves are empty because when a storm is coming and bringing a lot of water, you have to go buy water. Huh? When a storm's coming and bringing a lot of water, you have to go buy water. Uh, 300,000 ordered to evacuate along the western coast of Florida. The Bucks have moved down to Miami to practice this week, although the game against Kansas City for this weekend is still on tap. And the Artemis rocket has been moved off the launch pad, and they're going to put it in the barn so it doesn't get blowed over or something like that. All right, so tell me your stories. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Jimmy T. Good morning to Elaine. What are your stories, uh, big big storm moments that you've had? It was uh, the 70s in Houston. Yeah. Uh, we had just moved from San Antonio there. I was in maybe four years old. Okay. Huge hurricane came through. Uh-huh. Folks had to walk in waist-high water to the daycare to pick me up. Yeah. And I thought it was the funnest thing because yeah. we were walking in water, and I was like, this is so great. Hey, along with the alligators from the bayou right there. <laughs> had no clue. Mm-hmm. Clueless to the world. Right. Folks are scared. Right. But, uh, that's the biggest one, and I was just a little boy. Well, Harvey, of course, hit them and uh, wiped out much of Houston, right? And I've got a uh, family that lives down there, and they were in the, the, what do they call it, the Cajun Navy? Is that what they call that, Elaine, the Cajun Navy? Yeah. And he was out with his boat, man, running all over the place and rescuing people, you know, driving his boat down the streets in the middle of Houston because there was that much water, right? I mean, I know New Orleans is below sea level, mm-hmm. and Houston can't be much higher. No, it's pretty close. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty close to it. And, of course, we all remember Camille back in the late 1960s that did devastation along the uh, texas uh, coast there um mine was uh, you know the scariest i had other than stuff around here like a few tornadoes and stuff like that no big deal uh i was actually in mexico staying at a resort on the on the coast there and uh we watched it come up and it was bordering between a tropical storm and a hurricane so it hadn't quite reached hurricane status yet and nancy and i were in the room which was on the bottom floor and all of a sudden water started coming in under the door and televisions and lamps and everything are plugged in, and all this water is pouring into our room. And it's now starting to, you know, the, the bed itself was kind of on a riser, like six inches off on a riser. You had to step up to get to the bed level. So I wasn't too concerned about it getting up to the bed, but the living room type area, which was six inches down by the door, it was starting to fill up, and it had almost reached the six-inch level. <laughs> and like I said, you know, the TV's plugged in and everything's plugged in, yeah, all these lamps and everything. I'm thinking, you know, this is not really a a good idea to be in this room with all this water and everything plugged in in here. And nobody puts uh, sockets. You no, know, they're they're water four inches, ab- two inches above the floor. Sure. That's about where the water was. Yeah. So we went to uh, the, like this uh, dining room area, and the, of course it was a, a resort in Mexico, so all the roofs are thatch. So you're sitting there, and the thatch is falling on you. And, you know, again, uh, calling the people saying, y'all get over to the room and please do something about all the stuff plugged in. But by the time, this is how well prepared they are in hurricane places. By the time we got back to the room, it was cleaned up, dried out, all the water was gone, and we were only gone an hour and a half, maybe an hour, something like that. So they're used to it. They know the drill. They know the deal, man. And so they get there and they get the water all taken out <laughs> and all, you know the new carpet laid down, the, you know the, the, the little rugs and stuff. All that was new, and they had it all put back into place for us when we got back. It was beautiful, you know. But it's it is no fun when you're looking at a storm coming up the coast and you're thinking, well, hey, man, where's this thing going to hit? And how much rain is it going to drop? And how much wind? And how violent is this thing going to be? It's no fun. I'm sure I'll, I have a few friends uh, from here that live in Key West. Yeah, and me too. I, I'm sure they're gone already. Well, or they should be leaving today or the evacuations. Yeah, I've got a very good brother out there who is by Tampa. And um, he was in North Carolina at the what, Farm Aid, uh, Farmer's thing. Mm-hmm. And his wife was there alone, and he left the farmer's thing quickly to get back to uh, Tampa or that area. He's in that region to get ready. And he texted me yesterday. Maybe I'll give him a call here in a little while. 
But he texted me yesterday, and he said, no, it's, this is serious. This is as serious as it gets. He said, we've weathered a lot of storms, been through a lot. He's been there his entire life, and his wife, Hope. And he says, man, no, this is, this is a biggie. They're, they're acting like this is going to be a major, major deal. Remember, um, what was it, Andrew in 90 that hit Miami, Homestead? Was it 90 that Andrew hit there? So, and I just devastated, you know, Homestead. And we're hoping it stays Category 3. It doesn't increase. Well, the problem is, yeah, it looks like it's going to go down okay. to maybe a 2 or a 1. That would be great. As it gets there, right? <clears throat> but um, the problem with this is the storm surge because of the way yeah. Tampa is laid out. If it goes in, like, at Tampa or a little bit north of Tampa, what's this, Elaine? This is a 100-year storm. Last one was in 1929, and they didn't name them back then. Wow, that's amazing. So if it uh, if it goes in right at Tampa or a little bit north of Tampa because of the counterclockwise motion of the storm, it'll bring, they're saying, their predictions are somewhere around 15 feet storm surge through Tampa Bay and into downtown Tampa. Uh, that's that, the problem. 15 feet, that'll flood all of downtown. Oh, we'll wipe them out, right? Now, there's one model that's out there this morning that shows it going in a little bit south of Tampa. And if that's the case, and Tampa's on the left-hand side of the storm, the storm surge won't be as bad. There'll still be water rushing. But when you're on the, if you look down from the satellite, if you're on the right-hand side of the storm, that's the bad side. Mm -hmm. That's the one, because it's a counterclockwise deal, it's bringing all that water as as it rotates around counterclockwise. So if it goes in south of there, then Tampa Bay is going to be better. Uh, but it just nobody really knows for sure. So they're saying anywhere from Tallahassee to Tampa Bay, be ready for a major storm surge and for major flooding. Uh, it looks probably like it's going to go on probably Thursday, come on shore. And a oh, flight stop at 5 p.m. today? Today at 5, flight stop? Okay, well, there you go. And we'll have reports, you know, as, as time goes on. We'll probably, I'll give you the number to my friend out there, and we'll probably call him, too, and get him on and talk to him a little bit, Elaine. But um, if it, one of the models looks like it's going to go in south of Tampa and then make a left-hand turn and go up through Florida into Georgia and the Carolinas. And that'll just be extra rain for them. Not gonna, yeah. They're not going to have the wind damage no. and stuff. No. <laughs> they're, right now, what's what's ha- Cuba's getting hammered right now. Just oh, ki- killed. The eyes right over Cuba, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's killing them right now. I mean, hammering them. And uh, with high winds and all that stuff that's going on, the water is very warm. We're talking about water that's close to 90 degrees, and that just that's power. That just we, sucks we, it up. We talked about that a month ago. We were yep. like, wow, the Gulf's really hot. Yep. Ocean's hot. This could be a bad year. Yep, and that's exactly what we got. And they don't have any wind shear on top of it. So usually you get a little wind shear in the upper elevations that will chop the top off of these storms and slow them down. That's what happened with Katrina. There was no wind shear. So it got into warm water in the Gulf, and overnight, literally, it went from about a 1 or a 2 to a 5 when it came on shore in New Orleans. And that's what we don't want to happen. No, it looks like it's going to sit out there and churn a little bit, like it's going to stall before it comes on, and then it's going to be cut. The power is going to, you know, it's going to go down. Uh, and they're predicting maybe a 2 when it makes landfall. Of course, all this, you know, the, the the prediction and the models are just as good as prediction and models are. None of this is a guarantee. Your mileage can vary. So we'll stay on top of it and, uh, you know, let you know what's going to be going on with it. It's going to be uh, going to be an interesting couple of days for people in Florida. Say a prayer for them. Yep. If you've got family and friends out there, I hope they've made all their uh, plans already. Cowboys, uh, yeah, they won last night, 23-16 to against the New York Giants. The G-Men, uh, Dak Prescott says he's coming back maybe this uh, week. And NASA crashes something into uh, an asteroid out there, just like Armageddon or Don't Look Up, the movies. It was launched uh, November 21st, or November of 21 is when it was launched. Went 15,000 miles an hour. The asteroid that it crashed into the size of an Egyptian pyramid, they're trying to knock it off its course to see if that can be done. It was no threat to the world, no threat to Earth, but they wanted to see if it could be done uh, just in case they needed to do it so that we don't go the way of the dinosaurs, (laughs) so that we don't get pterodactyled. That's that's one time when uh, I'm not going to call it frivolous government spending. Yeah. Go ahead, spend you, the money. You're all right let's, with that. Let's find out. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'll, I'll pay well, that. Well, a lot of good things have come out of the space program, like microwave ovens and this kind of thing. And the best thing was Tang. So, we'll take a quick break. Coming right back, Trey Ware, KTSA. <laughs> 
Hey, the phones are turned on at 210-599-5555. Trey Ware on KTSA. With Don Morgan, Jimmy T, and right over here is Elaine. Now, in contrast to Florida's weather, our weather doesn't get any better. Now, typically during the summer, I will not go outside. Now, Jimmy goes outside to have a smoke at the top and the bottom of the hour, Don. But I don't. I stay in here. But this morning before the show, I said, I got to go outside. And you noticed when you got here that I came in on two. You did. He's playing Black Betty because that's my girl. I rode Betty in this morning. Yeah. And uh, I think I messed up. I, I'm going to ride Betty all week. I mean, that's going to be the plan. Right. Because this weather this week is just el perfecto. Perfection. Good riding weather in the morning. Man, it is. You know it. And it goes. Temperature goes down as the morning goes on. It's yeah. always coolest right it was before like the 72 dawn. Seventy-two when I got in. When I got up to leave for this morning. Yeah, you see what it is now. Sixty-seven. Yeah, and falling. And yeah. the dew points is what we look at. The temperature on the dew point now. You get above sixty. That's when it starts to feel muggy. Yeah. The dew point. Yep. We're down at like forty right now, and going to drop some more. So that means the air is really dry now. Mm-hmm. The, the thing about dry air is it heats up in a hurry. So when the sun comes up, it's going to start, you know, temperatures are going to start going up, but it's still going to feel great. But my point is, on, on talking about all this, is I, <laughs> Betty's not quiet. She makes a lot of noise. You know, I've been telling her for years, would you just quiet down, you know, but she doesn't know how to do that. No. So at 1215. It has no inside voice. No. <laughs> so at 1215, when I fired her off, in the neighborhood, Ruff, 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 ruff. All the dogs woke up. Yep. Uh, but I think I woke my wife, too, because I got a text. Good morning. I said, oh, no, I didn't do that. I closed the bedroom door, you know, and everything, just so yeah. a little barrier. And we have four, three fans blowing in our bedroom. And I thought I'd kept it nice and quiet for her, but no. I got a text. She's, she was up, got in the shower, and started to get her day going already. And I asked her, I said, did I wake you up when I left? Of course she said, you did. <laughs> she said, no, it's fine. I said, no, I know I did. Yeah. No, you were fine. When you hear the words, it's fine, it's <laughs> the F word, fine. The yeah. F word is fine. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, w- the other house we used to live in, we, we lived elevated on the street, and so I was able to push it down the street and start it by Mr. Cranberry's house and wake him up, but not my wife. Because if I'm going to wake somebody up, it'll be Cranberry instead of Nancy, right? right. Yeah, he doesn't text. He, yeah, he, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't have to. Him. I'm not going to crawl in bed with him tonight. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, so, honey, I'm sorry if I woke you up. And to everybody else in the neighborhood, I'm sorry. I can't push the bike. Well, in my current condition, I can't push the bike at all. But I, I lived down a little bit of a hill, not much, but a little bit of a hill, and it's not going to go up that hill. No. So anyway, you have to do the old running start. Yeah. Run beside it, you know, hold the clutch in, run beside it. <laughs> that won't happen with this yeah. bike. <laughs> the same ways, you know, as much as your car, yeah. your little Tesla ways. Hey, I saw a deal. Speaking of this, I don't know if, you th- if you've considered this with your Tesla or not. I saw a guy post something yesterday. He said, I want you to think about something. If you crash your electric vehicle, it's got a big battery in it that catches on fire because all that stuff that's in it, the nickel, the cadmium, and all that's lithium yeah. and everything, is very flammable, catches on fire. It's an electric vehicle, so the fire firefighters show up and they put fires out with what? Usually water. Yeah, <laughs> you're sitting in an electric vehicle that's Not on fire. Happen with that. <laughs> They're going to have to find another firefighting device. Yeah, just a giant blanket and some baking soda. <laughs> they got to you know? roll the car over yep, a bunch exactly. to turn, put it out or something. What about the foam stuff that they spray? They're going to have to, right? They're going to have to keep that on. Have to vehicles somewhere absolutely they're right. going to have to do that because they it's an electric vehicle you know the, the, the price of it cost to replace anything on the car let it go you know, you know? don survived the fire of the car yeah. but when the firefighters were putting a fire out they electrocuted well, him that's why that's why we have insurance <laughs> well yeah. that's right yeah yeah and that's life true. insurance too i guess all right 61 percent of voters say joe biden's economy is in recession 61 percent of general election voters believe that joe biden's economy is in a recession according to mclaughlin and associates poll overall 67 percent that believe it's biden's fault the united states is on the wrong track but listen to this since biden assumed office Americans, you and I, have lost $4,200 in annual income. This is on an average. This is according to the Heritage Foundation study. $4,200 of our income 
gone. KSAT did a story on this, and here it is. Yes, that cart of groceries is costing noticeably more, says KSAT. From the produce aisle to the meat case, shoppers face price shock and tough decisions. Meat and potatoes, apples and bananas, even frozen pizza and soda, food is costing more. For months, the 12 on your side folks over at KSAT were tracking prices on the same 48 items purchased online for curbside pickup. The same cart of groceries that cost $224 in December is now $249. So, here's what they note. Eggs jump 7% in a month. Raisin Bran Crunch is up 12%. Oral Wheat Bread is up more than 12%. A plastic jug of orange juice is up 21%. Frozen corn is up 8%. Chicken thighs, 13%. And Bush's Pinto Chili Beans, 32%. ABC News and Washington Post, they work for the Democrat Party. That's why they exist, to push out the drivel and the propaganda for the Democrat Party. I'm sorry I have to say that because i got to be true. i got to be real. i got to tell you the truth. That's what this is about. God, family, and, of course, our country and the truth is what this show is about. And ABC News and the Washington Post push propaganda for the Democrat Party. But they have found now in their polling, as much as they fudge this stuff and try to make it look good, putting lipstick on a pig, they can't. The Republican Party is leading the Democrat Party on economic issues by double-digit margins. 74% of Americans now believe the economy is in bad shape. That's an increase from 58% in the spring of 2021. The economy inflation are key issues. The Republicans lead the Democrats by a 16% margin and a 19% margin, respectively, on the economy and inflation. And prices between August 2021 and August 2022 rose 8.3%. Meanwhile, Joe Biden began a push yesterday to change the name of the Atlanta Braves. I'm going to tell you about this on the other side of the news, but they were visiting the White House to celebrate their World Series win. And as they were there and as they were getting ready to leave, then the Biden administration with Corinne Jean-Pierre starts talking about it's time to push the Braves to change their name from the Braves to something else. Now, I look at all the polling every day, every day. And I follow the issues very closely. And I've been telling you what the issues are. Economy and inflation, crime and the border. Economy, inflation, crime and the border. Economy, inflation, crime and the border. Those are the issues that Americans care about on the whole. I have yet, not even one time, seen any polling numbers that say the most important thing that Americans need to deal with today is the name of a baseball team in Atlanta. Never. It's not there. But this is what they care about. This is what this administration focuses on is all this identity, politics, and political BS. And so that's where he was just. I'll tell you more about that coming up after the news. We've got a bunch of other stories to talk about as well. One in five migrants in New York City from, uh, from Texas. We'll talk about that. And Obama says this is why you're opposed to the open borders and illegal immigration. You could probably guess coming from Obama why he says you're opposed to it. Coming up, Trey Ware, KTSA. Rock on, baby. Time to roll out. Sip some coffee outside. And if you got two wheels at home, right at in today. This is the kind of day that those of us who are totally, you know, sold on motorcycles and live our lives for being on two wheels... And we wish everybody had a motorcycle because you would just love riding in today. I was talking to my friend John from uh, Selma PD just a second ago, and he said he's going to do it on Friday. Yeah, man, good times for that right now. This is why we live here. We don't have to mess with hurricanes or uh, the occasional tornado every once in a while, but that's not a big deal because they uh, you know, basically don't mess with us. And then uh, no earthquakes or anything. Is there wood I can knock on around here? Because <laughs> it just seems that <laughs> He's saying I ought to knock on your head. That's what he just said. Well, you knocked on it for me. All right, good enough. Taken care of. <clears throat> one, one note about story that Don just had, the Houston gun buyback program. <laughs> They're not going to accept 3D guns this time because some dude printed out $3,000 worth of 3D guns and turned them in. <laughs> you, 
you had did you hear me laughing while you were doing the news story yeah it came through the window didn't yeah it? i heard you laughing <laughs> just <laughs> you know first of all gun buyback programs are just dumb and stupid right whenever they happen and you can ask any investigator that knows anything about this gun theft crimes skyrocket right before and during because the bad guys are not turning in their weapons. They're stealing yours. Mm-hmm. Or they're printing them out they're on 3D printers. On right. 3D printers. <laughs> exactly right. Walking turning away those. with three grand. <laughs> uh-huh. So he can go buy more crack or whatever. Yeah, exactly. He'd so, buy an even bigger gun with yeah, that. Yeah, buy a bigger gun with that. The, the bad guys don't turn in their guns. And I don't know of really any good guys who do. Uh, th- those of us who are pro Second Amendment, y- you think you can? There is not enough money that you can pay me to buy my gun unless I sell it to you for you know a hundred times what I got in it. Then I turn around and buy something else, you know, something newer and better. So, but the gun buyback program is just a you know a bunch of crap anyway. Uh, the se- the 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 crime goes up. People steal them. These bad guys break into homes and steal them, and uh, or they print them out three D thing. So there you go. Meanwhile, okay. So I promised the story on Joe Biden. Here we go. A question that nobody's asking. The Biden White House moving against the Atlanta Braves yesterday as they were there to celebrate their World Series victory last year, saying they need to drop their name, the Braves. Of course, identity politics, it's all that matters to radical Democrats is identity politics. We don't hurt anybody's feelings, you know, because Braves is a very, well, it's a pejorative term, you know. If if you're brave, well, then we can't have brave people around here, and we certainly can't celebrate Braves at all. But, you know, I've told you he's just creepy, right? How many times have we talked about that? So yesterday during this event, he was meandering. He was confused. He, once again, didn't really understand where he was or what was going on. You know how they do these White House events where they have the teams come in, and they always give the president, whoever the president is, his number. So Trump was 45. This one is 46 with his name on there. So the Braves did that yesterday. So Joe, in his favorite now saying, there's a photographer up on a ladder who's shooting pictures down while all this is going on. He looks up there and he goes, don't jump. Now, this is his new thing. (laughs) Anytime he sees anybody in an elevated position, he looks up and he says, don't jump. Remember the thing last week when a guy was up on the balcony? The cancer patient. Cancer patient who had survived cancer, right? (laughs) And he looked up there and he said, don't jump. Well, yesterday it was a photographer. Don't jump. And then he says, he turns to the team and he says, quote, well, folks, I guess we're going to do something now that's um, uh, a reception. That's what we're going to do. The team stood there because they hadn't done all the photos yet. So then the group reminded him they had to take a few pictures, and he agreed, and he held his jersey that they had given him all bunched up against his waist. Now, what do you do when they give you a jersey? You hold it up, your name on it, your number on it, 46, Biden, and all that. And they said, hey, would you mind, you know, holding the jersey up? So he turned his head, began talking to the team, kind of wandered off over the team while the cameras were clicking. So, you know, you pose for a photo. And you're supposed to, like, stand there in a posed position. Well, he just kind of meandered off and started to talk to people who were there in the room because he's not there. So the photographers asked him, can you come back over here, sir, and stand still? And then would you please hold up the jersey? Oh, okay. And then he held it up. But then he looked over, and this is where the creep comes in, and he saw a bunch of kids. Now, when Joe is very distracted by children, you can look at it forever. You can see pictures of him kissing little girls on top of the head that are not his. He holds them close. He wraps them around. He has his hands on them in various places that make, and they're squirming, trying to get away. You've seen this all. You can look on the, you can look on YouTube and you can see all those videos you want to. Little girls trying to get away from this creep. So he turns to the kids and he says, Everybody under 15, come here. Come here, all of you under 15. Come here. Come here, come here, come here. Everybody under 15, come here. Come here, come here. And then he saw an older girl in the crowd, maybe a little bit older than 15. He said, come on, honey. Come on, honey. This is a 79-year-old white-haired dude. Come on, honey. Come over here. I've got a daughter that's two-team all-state, so come on over here. What does that mean? If you're talking to a 15- or 16-year-old girl, which is what she appeared to be to me, I got a girl that's a two-team all-state, man. Come on over here. 
He knelt down on one knee. A little boy came walking up, and the little boy stopped. And he said, come here. And he tried to grab the little boy and pull the little boy. It's all on YouTube if you want to see it. Pull the little boy to him and turn the little boy around up against his knee to take a picture with the little boy. But the little boy's like, no, 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 no. Then one of his staffers came up to the stage and said, Mr. President, you need to go, go. And the announcer started to say, everybody, please take your seats. So, again, first of all, he's a creep. Second of all, he has no idea where he is or what he's supposed to be doing. Did you see the video of him walking with the blind man and the cane? And the blind man knew where he was in the room. And Joe, <laughs> Joe didn't. No, Joe asked, "Where, where are we? Where, where do oh I go?" Oh my God! No, I didn't see that. Oh, okay, I'll find it. It's on TikTok. I saw it yesterday. Oh my God! The blind dude with the cane was more aware where he was in the room. Well, you know what? It doesn't shock me. You know, the the old joke is Stevie Wonder knows more about surroundings than Joe does, and I, that doesn't surprise me at all. But, again, you know, anytime he sees these people, these kids, and sees them in, a, in an event like this, he's got to get his hands on them. And he brings them up, and, you know, the little girl that was there, 15 or 16 years old, and he's like, hi, honey, how are you doing? And he starts talking directly to her with the team standing there. You can see it on Facebook if you want. I mean, uh, uh, Twitter or, or YouTube, it's out there. Meanwhile, report coming out that his debt forgiveness, which is not forgiveness, it's shuffling it off on you and me, will cost us, you and me, $400 billion, according to the nonpartisan Congress office. That's the CBO. $400 billion is what that plan is going to cost you and me. Not worth it. Remember in November. River City Oral Surgery, Dr. Mark Havercorn is here for you and for your family. No matter the age, no matter what it is you need done when it comes to oral surgery, when it comes to removing teeth, might be wisdom teeth. I remember being a freshman in high school, my wisdom teeth coming in, I had to have them removed. And uh, somebody like Dr. Mark Havercorn can help that make, make that process very easy on you and on your kiddos, too, if they're going through that right now. Well, competition is everything. The free market is everything to Dr. Havercorn. So he puts his prices right on the website so you know exactly what you're going to pay. Uh, anytime you're looking to have teeth removed, well, like I said, wisdom teeth removed, or implants done. That's a real popular thing right now, people who have missing teeth. Or having these implants that look like your real teeth, function like your real teeth, nobody can tell a difference. And the prices are right there on the website. And by the way, if you need a whole new set, instead of the denture model type of thing, you can do these implants all on four posts, top, bottom as well. And because he's not only a dentist, he's a medical doctor, he does a lot of major facial surgery, cleft palates and stuff like that, so he can help a lot of things. If you want to make an appointment today, you do not need a referral at all. Just go to the website, rivercityoms.com, or give him a call at River City Oral Surgery, 210-778-0002. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet is Bill Taylor over at Ken's Five. So if you'd like to say the Pledge of Allegiance as well, you can record it into your phone and send it to me. Just email Trey at KTSA.com. That's Trey at KTSA.com. Love to have as many voices as possible saying the Pledge of Allegiance. So please do that. You can say it right into your cell phone and just email it to me, Trey at KTSA.com. I'll give it to Jimmy, and we'll start doing it. So you hear all this stuff about how many illegal immigrants Texas has been sending to New York, Nueva York. And you hear from Eric Adams, who is the mayor in New York, screaming about how Texas has flooded the zone up there and way too many illegal immigrants are here. And we blame Greg Abbott, and Greg Abbott is to blame for our humanitarian crisis in New York and so on. Well, the numbers are out. Only one in five of the more than 13,000 illegal immigrants who have flooded into New York since the spring were sent by Greg Abbott and the state of Texas. About 2,700 migrants have been sent up there since August 5th. And that number runs way counter to what Mayor Eric Adams has been saying, but he's a radical Democrat, so he's going to lie, cheat, steal, do whatever he needs to do to make sure that he doesn't call on Obama, or, or on, uh, I said it right, Obama, on Biden to fix the border. The number of illegal immigrants based uh, to the city pales in or bus to the city pales in comparison to the 4,230 that the Democrat mayor of El Paso has been sending to New York 
in an agreement with Adams. 4,230 have been sent from El Paso, and Adams has welcomed them because it's a Democrat mayor. The Republican governor has only sent 2,700 to New York, a far lesser number. Do you know who has sent the most of those 14,000 illegal immigrants to New York? Joseph Robinette Biden. He has been flying them in there in the dead of night since he became president. So the vast majority have come from Biden. So if Eric Adams has a complaint about how many illegal immigrants are there, he needs to talk to Joe Biden. Adams has repeatedly accused Abbott of fueling the surge of migrants in the city and of lying about the number that he's bussed there. But Adams is the one that is lying. And the New York Post has written a piece today saying, uh, look, tell New Yorkers the truth, Mr. Mayor. The migrant wave isn't Abbott's fault. It's Biden's fault. And many of the illegal immigrants that make it to San Antonio, and San Antonio is specifically pointed out in the story, that they don't want to be here. They want to go to New York. Why? Because New York is a sanctuary city, and they got all kinds of free crap if they go to New York. Texas isn't going to give them free crap. So they're saying things like this, quote, we're headed there because we need more help at the shelter here. We only get to stay for three days, the shelter in San Antonio. Another quote, let me tell you, I've heard about the shelters there in New York, nothing like here in Texas. Another quote, they really don't have help for you here in San Antonio. They only provide a place to stay and food here, but I need a change of clothes or something and somewhere to stay a little bit longer. So these people are begging, begging to get to New York. And it's after they have already been here, already gone through their asylum claim, already been processed, that they asked to be bused to New York. And the same was true of those migrants who were sent to Martha's Vineyard. They were asking to be sent to a sanctuary city, and they were told they were going to Martha's Vineyard, and they were taken to Martha's Vineyard. They wanted to go there. And Ron DeSantis made it happen for them. That's the bottom line. But if you oppose illegal immigration, if you oppose the open border, Barack Obama knows why you oppose it. He's in his third term in office. I have no doubt in my mind that he's pulling a lot of these strings behind Joe Biden right now. And he said yesterday, the biggest fuel behind the Republican agenda is related to immigration and the fear that somehow America's character is going to be changed to people of darker shades. Too many of them are coming in, according to Republicans. So he's saying that if you oppose open borders, if you oppose all these illegal aliens coming in, if you oppose what's happening in our cities, towns all across America, if you oppose that, you are a racist. You're a racist. Hey, Obama, one note to you. When everybody else is a racist, as you claim, you're the actual racist, okay? And we know that you are. We know because of comments that you have made and things that you have written, you don't like people that are other than you. You just simply don't. And when everybody else is a racist, that means you're the racist, buddy. Meanwhile, the Department of Homeland Security, you would think that they would be working on the situation at the border, that they would be trying to deal with the situation at the border. No. They have been ordered to keep the borders completely open. And now they're going to spend 700000 of your hard-earned taxpayer dollars giving it to several left-wing researchers like Take This, a nonprofit that pushes left-wing identity politics. And they say a really important thing to investigate is white supremacy in video games. Think about this for a minute. Inflation, economy, crime, the open border. Where in any of the polling that is being done is are people saying, you know, you need to get after that white supremacy in video games because that's a real problem here. And the Department of Homeland Security is going to blow, and by the way, giving it to one of these left-wing organizations is nothing more than buying block walkers for the midterms. You give them 700000 to do a research project on white supremacy in video games, which is all BS. It's a red herring, all of that. 
But what they do is they take that 700000 that comes from Alejandro Mayorkas and the Department of Homeland Security, and they buy a bunch of block walkers to knock on doors for Democrats. That's how it works. John, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Back when John McCain and Ted Kennedy had a bill that they were promoting, they were given a press conference, and it, uh, they were saying, uh, get ready, this is the way it's going to be. And um, I'm not sure about the particulars, but at the same time they were given their press conference about <clears throat> immigration, that there were people running around in the streets of the United States waving Mexican flags. I remember that very distinctly. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Well, welcome to Tuesday, the 27th of September. Trey Ware here on KTSA. There, right there, is Captain Don Morgan. There's Jimmy T. And over here is Elaine. And the phones are always open at 210-599-5555. All right, which is it, Joe? Don's reporting this morning that Joe Biden is saying that the prices at the pump are not coming down because they're making way too much money, man. And hey, you, you, What did he say? He whispered that stupid whisper again? Do it now. Bring down the prices again. Now. I mean, the guy's just a creep. But anyway, that's what he was saying a few months ago. Remember? He was saying, do it now. Bring the prices down. You're making too much money. Do it now. It's not a secret. That's right. And then he starts talking about how, well, the prices are, you know, coming down. We got the prices really, really low. So yesterday, in the same day, the same economic discussion, Joe Biden said the cost for a gallon of gasoline is actually low. It's under $3. Wait a minute. Yesterday, he said they're not passing on the lower prices. The people at the pump are making too much money. But yesterday, at the same event, speaking at the same time, he says in some states it's below $3. It's the low threes in other places. Now, Here's just the facts for you, and the facts can be a little bit troubling for radical Democrats. No state has a, has an average price under $3. That was an outright bald-faced lie. It doesn't exist. The American Automobile Association says so. The lowest price for a gallon of gas in Mississippi, according to GasBuddy.com, three oh five four. And Biden did not correct his false statement. Last week, last week he made a similar claim which was fact-checked and corrected by the White House as being a lie. Dude's a liar. Out-and-out, bald-faced, to-your-face lie. In 41 states plus the District of Columbia, the average gasoline price is less than two ninety-nine. he said last week in D.C. No, it is not. There are no states where it's averaging under $3 a gallon. By the way, he struggled through that White House event on the economy, coughing, clearing his throat, sucking on a lozenge. He said, ah, excuse me, I have a cold here. I have a cold. He talked about the economy and the higher cost of goods and services. Said he and his administration are making great headway and inflation's under control. He said, quote, we have made historic progress against inflation. It's under control now. As he was reading from a prepared text in a binder in front of him, he demanded the gas stations bring down the prices. Do it now. Do it now. Not a month from now. Do it now. And then he talked about airlines charging more fees, including fees for parents to sit with their children during a flight. This has been ongoing for quite some time. Do I let a two-year-old sit on my lap, or does a two-year-old have to be latched down in the seat? He said, by the way, most people would help pay your fee if you took your child elsewhere. He's a creep. He's a lying creep. In fact... Over the weekend, he gave Elton John the Humanitarian Medal, which is a great thing. And Elton John certainly deserves it. He's worked very hard on the, on the cause of AIDS and HIV and all that. So he got a, an award, got the medal, Humanitarian Medal for that, and he was crying. He said, I'm just really emotional about this. It's somebody, you guys in America, you've always taken care of me with my music, and now you're recognizing my efforts on the HIV fight, which has been prolific. The dude has really done a, a hard, hard lift on that and he spent a lot of his own personal fortune on the uh you know particularly in poorer countries like Africa where it's just ra ravages through the entire country um but then Joe Biden after he gave him the medal he turned with his arm on Joe Biden again you can look this up on YouTube if you want to watch it yourself and then Joe Biden said it's Elton's fault that he Biden is spending 6 billion dollars a month 
to fight AIDS. It's his fault that I'm spending $6 billion a month to fight AIDS. $6 billion a month to fight AIDS? Well, again, old fact checker here got to check it out, and it's not true. He put on a request for $2 billion for the fiscal year for an international fund that looks at and researches malaria, tuberculosis, and HIV. So all three of those in this fund, he requested $2 billion for the entire year. He is not spending $6 billion a month to research AIDS. He's li- he was lying to make himself look good in front of Elton John. And Elton John is just standing there going, wow, that's cool. I didn't know you were spending that much money. But he's a liar. Now, <clears throat> to a Texas liar. Don's been running a story about O'Rourke and guns, saying, well, an all-out uh, AR-15 ban is not going to happen here in the state of Texas. What he didn't say, what O'Rourke did not say, is he still supports banning guns. What he said was, a ban is unlikely in the state of Texas. He didn't say, I don't support it anymore. He didn't say, I don't want to ban guns anymore. Damn right, I'm going to take your AR-15 from you. He didn't say he doesn't support it or that he's had a change of heart. He's got a different attitude. He didn't say that. What he said was, it's unlikely in the state of Texas. You're damn right it's unlikely, big boy. He's an open borders, gun-banning, radical Democrat is what O'Rourke is. Now, that leads me to the numbers, and Don brought the numbers up, the, the polling numbers, where depending on the poll you look at, uh, Greg Abbott is approximately nine points ahead of little Bobby O'Rourke. All right. It's much more than that. In fact, the national polls are much more than that. When you look at mat- national numbers or you look at the governor's race here in Texas. Let me explain. Trafalgar founder... His name is Robert Cahaley. The Trafalgar Group is a really good, solid institution. He said that polling companies have switched from reflecting the electric to affecting the electric. Instead of you know trying to get a really good number and find a, you know reflect what's going on with the people. The pollsters, and I've been telling this a lot, particularly about ABC and Washington Post, but you can look at almost any of them, the pollsters play with the numbers in order to affect the outcome of an election, not reflect it. This is a guy that's in the business. They fudge the numbers, they mess with the questions, and I can tell you, as a programmer of many, many radio stations, we relied on a lot of research to figure out what to do with the radio stations, and you can get a specific result just by changing a couple of the questions or a couple of the words in a question that you ask. You can get a radically different result to, to actually affect what you want instead of reflect what the people are saying. And that's what this guy says the pollsters are doing, and he's right on the money. He's a million percent correct. But let me tell you why the news is worse for Democrats than what is being reflected in all the polls out there. It's quite simple. Republicans are not participating in the polling process. They refuse to. First of all, when somebody calls your house and it says spam likely, somebody calls your cell phone and it says spam likely, how often do you answer that? My guess is you don't. My guess is unless you recognize the number as somebody that you know, you don't answer that phone anymore, right? But even if you do, you pick up the phone and it says so-and-so polling group, we're doing a poll. I'm going to tell you right now, Republicans are not participating. They're not playing. Why? Well, number one, the president and radical Democrats have put a target on the backs of Republicans. It's a dangerous thing to say, I'm a Republican, or it's a dangerous thing to say, I oppose this administration. You don't know what's going to happen. You might end up getting shot. You might end up getting run over by a truck. These are things that are actually happening to Republicans and conservatives, opponents to this administration. You might end up with the FBI beating your door down with 25 guys and long guns threatening you in front of your seven children, like what happened to the pro-life man this past Friday. That could happen to you in this country. If you oppose this regime that's in power right now, Merrick Garland may send people down, the FBI, 
to the school board meeting where you are and intimidate you by calling you a domestic terrorist. That's why you don't see a whole lot of Republican signs in yards this go around. That's why these polls are worse for Democrats. If the Democrats are losing on these issues, the numbers that they're losing to, and you know the polls, number one, are being manipulated by the pollsters to make Democrats look better, and number two, you know Republicans aren't participating in the first place, you know it's really bad for Democrats. All right, back in a minute, 210-599-5555. I want to tell you about Church Funeral Home. Great family and great friends at Church Funeral Home, and they're a family and friends to you as well. Look, this is something we're all going to face someday. We're going to have to sit down and plan a funeral for somebody that we care about. And what is the best way to do that? Well, the best way is to have somebody who's going to be on your side, somebody who's a professional at this, somebody who understands but also has a lot of compassion and caring for you, not trying to move you into something, not trying to sell you something you don't need or don't want, and that is Shirts Funeral Home. Uh, I've been there, you know, with with family members myself, but I've also recommended Shirts Funeral Home now since the early 1990s when they opened their doors. And I've sent a lot of you guys over there, and I've sent a lot of my personal friends, you know, people that I'm crew with, and they all have a pleasant, wonderful experience with Shirts Funeral Home. Uh, very flexible in what they do. They offer crem- uh, cremation services because they have an on-site crematory right there. And they serve our entire area. So when that time comes for somebody that you love, or if you want to pre-plan your own funeral, Shirts Funeral Home, remember that name, 210-658-9224. Sunny and very nice and low humidity for us pretty much all week. Low 90s for the high. We're down to 62 right now at KTSA. 071, stay connected. All right, 622, Trey Ware, KTSA 210-599-5555. I make no bones about the fact that I think Tucker Carlson's brilliant. Brilliant. And I read or watch his opening monologue every day. I don't catch it live every time because typically I'm already in bed by that time. But I either read it the next morning or I watch it the next morning, and I highly recommend it to you this morning. Tucker Carlson, we live in a fake democracy, and there will be a revolution like Italy. So let's talk about what's going on in Europe right now because it is significant. Neoliberalism has destroyed Italy. Energy prices in Italy are now up more than 400% over last year. Now, some of this is going to sound familiar. They got that war in Ukraine, self-destructive climate policies. It's not an accident. Everybody knows it. That parts of Italy are flat-out dangerous. There's random crime in the streets of Italy. Didn't happen before outside of Sicily, but it's happening now all over Italy. And why? Well, everybody knows. And government statistics show why. Illegal immigrants driving much of the crime, a huge amount of the crime in Italy. So now you've got somebody who is moving in as a conservative as the prime minister. Georgia Maloney. This, what you're seeing right now in Italy, is a revolution. It's like what we've talked about for November 8th, the revolution at the ballot box. That's what the people of Italy just did. And she can actually explain what's going on. She said, quote, everything we stand for is under attack. Our individual freedom is under attack. Our rights are under attack. The sovereignty of our nation is under attack. The prosperity and well-being of our families are under attack. The education of our children is under attack. And the only way of being rebels is to preserve what we are. The only way of being rebels is to be a conservative. They're going to try to take everything away from us, but they can't take away who we are. And you know what? Cherishing who we are, knowing what we stand for, is all we need to face this challenge. End quote. Now, we're facing the very same onslaught from the very same poisonous ideologies. But there's a difference in this country. People are now asking, is the American dream over? We, will our kids be able to live in the way that you and I grew up? Will they have the same opportunities we had? No. And people know that. And they know that it was engineered that way. Back to Maloney for a second. She said, why is the family an enemy? Why is the family so frightening? There is a single answer to all of these questions. Because it defines us. Because it is our identity. Because everything that defines us is now an enemy for those who like us to no longer have an identity and to simply be a perfect consumer slave. Chesterton wrote more than a century ago, fires will be kindled to testify that two and two make four. 
than what you hear from the media these days? She went on. Swords will be drawn to prove that leaves are green in the summer, that time has arrived. We are ready. Thank you. Now, she's being described all over American media as this fascist right wing. We haven't seen anybody like this since Mussolini. She's so right wing. So what they are demanding out of you here and what they have been demanding out of the people in Europe, absolute obedience. Sever your family ties because that's why the state is out there brainwashing your children in the schools with the values that you despise and then instruct your children, don't tell mom and dad. We put a skirt on Billy when he shows up here at school. Don't tell mom and dad. They have to bust up the family, tear the family apart in order to turn the attention to them, to replace the family as the leader of the household, as the leader of our very community. They're going after religion as well. There's a reason that when COVID-19 hit, the strip bars, liquor stores, weed dispensaries all stayed open, but the churches did not. Maloney again said yesterday, only a few months ago, European Union bureaucrats brought a document, hundreds of pages long, telling us that in order to be inclusive, we had to exclude all references to Christmas, Jesus, Mary, and all Christian names were to be removed from all official communication. Will we surrender in front of this, she asked. No, we will not. We will fight it. We will fight it standing tall. They hate you, and they hate your family. They hate your religion. Why? Because they are the religion. Because they are the God. And they can't have another God before them. So they're trying to break it up. But as you look at all the pieces that have been written about her, they all classify her as worse than Mussolini, that she's going to be starting World War III, that she's going to be invading Poland, and so on and so forth. This is people here saying this about her. And what has she said? She said, I'm a conservative. And to fight this state and what they're trying to do to families and to us as a, as a nation and our identity, we have to stand up to it. Now, folks, there is a revolution that's going on in Europe right now, as America is moving to be more like socialist communist Europe, Europe, who already went through it all, is giving all that up, and they're moving toward more of a free society. The election of, of uh, Melody there in, uh, in Italy, but let me, the, the British prime minister. Why, I say she's no right-wingist extremist. Liz Truss is now increasing oil and gas production in the U.K. They've got soaring energy prices there in this manufactured, man-made crisis. And she is pushing for higher fossil fuel production. She wants to be a net exporter of energy by 2040. She canceled a rise in the corporate tax rate. She slashed the basic income tax rate to 19%. She said, we're going to get Britain moving by cementing our status as the best place in the world to do business. She's encouraging businesses in the U.K. to invest, create jobs, and grow. Of course, the green activists over there, they've lost their minds. They're screaming at her, saying, oh, you're going to destroy the whole planet. We're familiar with that, right? That's what's going on to us. The Green New Steel folks are destroying us and our way of life. And the people in Europe, they already tried it, and it did not work, and now they're reversing course. They're drilling baby drill. They have a conservative in Italy. Wake up, America. They've already tried over there what the radical Democrats, the road that they have us on, they've already tried it over there, and it failed miserably. We don't need to try it. We already know it won't work. Wake up, America, November 8th. Elections have consequences. The people in Europe are finding that out right now. I want to tell you about my friends over at the Tank Depot. I was talking to Nancy yesterday. We were having a conversation about you know water, water collection, rainwater collection, or water storage. And our friends over at the Tank Depot can facilitate this for you, whether you have a big ranch and you need huge tanks for your livestock and your crops to keep them going at all times, regardless of whether or not we get another drop of rain, you can store water on your facility and make sure you're always going to have a water supply. But did you know it makes great sense to do that in town as well? I mean, think about it. How many of you had your water turned off two winters ago and went through that freeze? And how many of you get a notification from saws almost every day about this is what you needed to be do, do to conserve water? All those things that are going on right now are focused on water. And the best thing you can do is have your own 
water supply. My friends over at the Tank Depot can help you get that done. Whether you're looking for super large tanks out on your ranch or your farm, or a tank right here in a quarter-acre property in town. They're not only here in San Antonio, the Tank Depot is in Buda and Dripping Springs. And by the way, they're looking for distributors as well. People who have these retail businesses that like to stock these tanks at their retail business and sell them for a 50%, 50-50 split on a profit. All right, check it out. Tank Depot is ready to talk to you today. Be sure to tell them Trey said hi. That's the Tank Depot, 210-648-3866. What's that smell? 639 at KTSA. All right, Don, Timothy, Elaine. Florida evacuations going on. 300,000 ordered to evacuate so far. Ian is now Cat 3. This whole thing about strengthening is real. That water's warm. There's no shear in the upper level. But you don't know exactly how strong it's going to get. You don't know exactly where it's going to make impact. Elaine has the number of my good brother Ross and his wife Hope, and uh, we're going to talk to them about what's going on out there as they prepare for it. They're in the Tampa area. Schools are closed. They're going to be closed all week. Store shelves are empty. You know, talk about making sure you have water. (laughs) Get a Tank Depot tank because, you know, you don't want to make that run over there to HEB and find no water there. You know what was interesting? All the water, they were showing on TV, all the water, the the water shelves are empty. Governor DeSantis to speak at 8 a.m. our time. Okay, Uh, all the water is empty, right? No water on any shelves except for Dasani. Why does anybody buy Dasani? (laughs) Is it that bad? Seriously? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, It's not good at all. That's one of the worst bottled waters. I hate those. See, I I drink this, I guess it's Ozarka stuff because it's the cheapest. Ozarka's good. Ozarka's good. It's the cheapest. (laughs) The price is good. That's why I like it. Right. But nobody, they were showing the shelves, and all bottled water is gone except every bottle of Dasani's there. I can't stand that water. It's that that bad, huh? It happens here, too. You know, anytime you go and there's some impending. You just did the puke look when I said Dasani. You went. It's it's bad. You actually dry heave there for a second. When when they first, because it's from, I believe it's from Coca-Cola. It's their own bottled water. And when they first decided they were going to enter into that market, because it is a huge market of the bottled water industry. Um, they were, you know, really pushing it hard, and uh, they, the radio station I was working at, they sent over several cases of it, and uh, we were like, oh, you know, free stuff, you know, even if it's water, sure. it's, you know. We'll take it. It was, just, you know, it sat there for months. Well, why? <laughs> no, nobody what, did they put it. something in it? Water's water, right? I, you know what? They, they they should probably put some Kool-Aid in it or something <laughs> like that. To it's it's really it, that bad. Make it taste better. Do they just, put something in it? I don't know. It just doesn't taste good. I don't know. If I it, never had it, it, so I don't know. I'm not sure if it's their source or if it's just the water they, they, they didn't use when they were, you know, making their Coca-Cola products. I don't know. <laughs> it's the leftover. Yeah, it's the leftover. Cast off. It's the scrap water. We won't put it in the yeah. Coke, but you, 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 Mikey will drink it. De, Bottle it up. Some, does, some fool buy it. DeSani's Italian for we don't use that water. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, oh, let's see, Ozarka. I'm not sure where Ozarka's from, but it, there's... It, I believe it's up in North Texas. Is it? Yeah. Well, Artesia is from about a half a mile up the road. Did you yeah. guys know that? Yeah. Right up here at 35 and Eisenhower, where the railroad tracks are, the Artesian Wells is where they get the Artesia for Artesia yeah. bottled water. But I, I never understood why nobody would buy the Dasani. Now I know. It is gross. I asked Nancy about it. She likes smart water. Yeah. And her and Annabelle have fights about it because Annabelle likes a different brand. But, you know, anyway. Right. No, we usually have the Ozarka at home as well. And so, you know, it's cheap. <laughs> this well, stuff you know, is nothing far, over at Costco, man. As far as the, the local brands, it's the best one. Yeah. You know? And I put a case in the back of the car, keep it back there because I bring my own water in here because yeah. I don't want to pay $5 for a bottle of water out of that stupid machine. Plus, back plus there. it's the Dasani that they Oh, is it Dasani yeah. back there? Well, there you go. <laughs> no, if you go, you go back and look. Everything else will be gone because they come and fill that thing every two, three weeks. So they'll drink everything, everything else will be gone. <laughs> you know, all right? I'm gonna go buy you one right now, and you try it and see if you like it. Okay, yeah. let's right. let's do but that. Don't, you don't have to do it because it's five dollars a bottle. No, I mean, it's, it's going to be worth it just to just to just see to your get facial my reaction. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a, this is science. This will be a taste test. But, but we'll take the Dasani challenge this morning. All yeah. right, I'm I'm, I'm good, down with that. Good luck. <laughs> is he going to kill me? Am I going to? Re- I don't think it's going to kill you, but it you know. It's just not good, and I, you know. And I mean no offense to the folks at Dasani Water, but sure, it's just, or Coca Cola. Yeah, you know, because Coca is good. Coca Cola is great. Yeah, you know, I I have one once every you know, every three weeks or so. I have right. a bottle of soda, but the water is just bad, man. Hey, you can't win them all. I've gotten to where I've where I like their root beer. Their root beer is Barks, and I used to be an A and W guy. I was raised on A and W, and uh, I think when I started to go to Waterburger on Fridays. 
they have barks. And I yeah. started drinking there, and I went, hey, I'm a root beer guy. Yeah. I like root beers. Right. And I said, whoa, now, this is pretty good root beer. Yeah. The best root beer ever in San Antonio was right over, well, except for Shakey's Pizza, that was the best, but now that Shakey's is gone, was right over here, a place called Rudy's, um, it was a hamburger joint, uh, and my friend Buzz Roman owned it. And I did, actually, he had a 56 Chevy up on a pole in front of the restaurant about, uh, I don't know, 50, 60 feet in the air, and I did a show from inside that 56 Chevy one time. It was a lot of fun. Right. But you would walk into that place and order your burger, and then they had a whole wall of refrigerators full of frozen mugs. And he did his own version of root beer there and would take that frozen mug out. Mm-hmm. And I, he told me, he, he wouldn't tell me the you know all the ingredients and all that, vanilla, there's egg in there and stuff like that, that he yeah. would do his own mixture of. It was outstanding root beer at Rudy's. Rudy's root beer is what it was called. The burgers were good. But yeah. you went there for the root beer. Went there for the root Frozen beer. mug, baby. Mm, Got to so love good. that on a hot day. Yeah, in Perfect. South Texas. Right. All right, so while, while Jimmy T is getting the uh, Dasani that I'll try here in a little while, i got Wes Bunch coming up in the next segment for our Tech Tuesday. I just want to throw this in here as a pro-Second Amendment thing because you guys know I'm pro-Second Amendment. Second Amendment means everything. And this story in Florida of a guy by the name of Tate, Rakeem Tate, Walked into a convenience store with a huge rifle and was there, obviously, you know, to do something, to create some sort of havoc or harm, steal something, kill somebody. I don't know. But he went walking in there with a giant gun, big rifle, and the guy behind the counter working there pulled out his own weapon. And Mr. Tate stopped. And the guy says, why are you carrying that thing around in here? The guy behind the counter said, why are you carrying this thing around in here? Well, I got this thing. And then he said, hey, man, I'm not from here. I'm from Chicago. (laughs) I'm from Chicago. I'm not from around here. So that's why I know he was there to commit a crime, carrying a big rifle walking into the store, obviously. What kept that crime from being committed, why the clerk at that convenience store is alive, why there wasn't a robbery that happened in that convenience store, is the Second Amendment, because the clerk was armed. This is why you're not hearing us on ABC. The clerk was armed. The clerk produced his own weapon and stopped this Mr. Tate from causing any problems, from from being a you know crime being carried out, probably saved his probably saved his own life by pulling his own gun. You don't hear those stories in the mass media because they don't want those stories highlighted. All right, Wes Munch coming up next with our Tech Tuesday minute. I want to tell you about our friends over at Shirts Funeral Home. Great people at Shirts Funeral Home, and of course, it's all gonna it's gonna happen to all of us at some point where we're gonna have to plan a funeral. Now, it's really smart to plan your own funeral ahead of time, and that way your family doesn't have to do that, and your family doesn't have to pay for it because you plan, you know, you do it today, and you pay for it in today's dollars and all that. And your family doesn't have to worry about that, and they don't have to play the guessing game. You know that guessing game about what did Dad want, what kind of songs did Dad want played, what kind of preacher, you know, all those kind of things. You sat down, and you decided all those things, and you paid for it so it doesn't come out of the proceeds of any kind of insurance or anything else that you're leaving to your children or grandchildren. smart thing to do, and Church Funeral Home can help you with that. And very obviously, if you need funeral planning services today, they're there. In fact, they will answer the phone right now. If you want to schedule an appointment to come on in at some point today, they can talk with you at Church Funeral Home. 210-658-9224. Newsmaker Hotline. By the way, if you want to say the pledge on our show... You can do what Sandra did right there. Just record it into your phone. Send it to me. Trey at KTSA.com. Trey at KTSA.com. T-R-E-Y at KTSA.com. If you're like me and like most folks, you probably have a bunch of subscriptions, right? Might be news sites that, like me, it's news sites that I go to prepping the show. Might be something else that you subscribe to. And a lot of times you lose track on what those news sites are or what, you know, your subscriptions are. You don't know who's got what. You don't know where you got. You lose the password and all that kind of stuff. Wes Bunch from Bridgehead IT is joining me right now, as he does on Tuesdays for Tech Tuesday, to talk about how you can better manage all those subscriptions instead of them managing you. Hey, Wes. <laughs> hey, good morning, Trey. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? 
Good, good. Well, I've got a couple of them that uh, I can offer up that you may be able to cancel. You know, Adobe Illustrator is one of the best photo editing and graphic design programs money can buy. And depending on the plan you have, you may be spending upwards of $20 a month on it. I've been spending some time going through my subscriptions from over the years, and, and I recently came across that one, and uh, I found a program called Inkscape. Uh, Inkscape uh, is, is a great photo editing uh, application. It's You can edit pictures in it. You can convert photos to vector images, and you can even create your own digital artwork, maybe if you're into the whole NFT thing. But it's cool because it's a free open source graphic software, and it comes with a ton of drawing tools. Plus, its interface is really accessible. Uh, it's been around for a long time, and there's a ton of YouTube videos on how to use it. And, man, I was able to cancel that Illustrator subscription the next day. Uh, you can find it free for download at inkscape.org. And I'm usually skeptical of free programs, right, because they're kind of difficult to figure out or clunky to install, or maybe they've got a cybersecurity problem with them. Inkscape is simple, lightweight, and secure. Another one, uh, Microsoft Office, you know, which includes Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook, and a handful of other productivity tools. It's been kind of a staple in the workplace for over 30 years, and it's, you know, my go-to hands-down commercially for a business if you're looking uh, for that type of software. Uh, but there's one for free for maybe for personal use or maybe if you're a student called LibreOffice. That's L-I-B-R-E. Um, LibreOffice uses a, an open document format, but it's completely compatible with Microsoft Office format documents. So you can open up spreadsheets, presentations, Word docs in it, and you can edit them. Um, it's surprisingly powerful, and most users find that uh, they can do way more than they'd ever need to, to do with that. So um, you can find it free for download. Um, it doesn't have the level of support you get from a paid product. Uh, so, again, I'm not a huge fan of it for business use, but it is great for personal use. So, you know, I look at these software subscriptions like I do Lint. You know, they add up yeah. very slowly over time. And right. one day you wake up, you know, covered with them and you've got an ad fire in your bank account if you're not careful. So um, some more information on our website with some other free options out there. But uh, yeah, Inkscape and, uh, and LibreOffice are two fantastic ones. And that's at bridgeheadit.com. And you hear me talk about Bridgehead all the time. There's cybersecurity stuff that they do as well. Wes, thanks, man. We'll talk again soon. Likewise. Thanks, Troy. Have a good day. You too. Wes Bunch, CEO at Bridgehead IT. Check it out. Okay, so coming up, uh, top of the hour, it's uh, Warren Ryman here on KTSA talking about how Americans have lost $4,200 in annual income since President Biden got into office. No doubt about that. 61% of voters, according to the McGlaglin and Associates poll out this morning, 61% of voters say Joe Biden's economy is in recession right now. So we'll talk a little bit about that and, and a report that KSAT put out concerning that. They've been tracking the prices of various uh, products and yeah they have found that it's uh, it, that it's huge and a conversation i had with nancy yesterday about uh, republican voters and what's going on with the polls and well or not these polls are right because you turn on the news and all you hear is how close this is it's really really close it's really close and the democrats are leading here the democrats are plus one democrats lead on the open border issue and illegal immigration at the border the, the Repu- uh, democrats lead that's simply not true, and I'm going to explain that during Ware and Rima coming up here in the next few minutes. We also have our eye on Florida with the latest updates over there. It looks like Ian uh, now strengthens to uh, a Cat 3, will be a Cat 4 more than likely as he heads out again over open waters, very warm open waters after going through the mountains of Cuba, not doing too much damage to Ian in the, in the process. And Ian is looking like right now, this could all change, but looking right now like a Tampa storm with storm surges being the, the biggest issue there. And, of course, power outages that uh, some in uh, Florida are saying could last for about a week or so. So it's going to be a big deal for our friends and family over in uh, in Florida, and we'll keep you updated on that. Ron DeSantis, the governor, is going to speak at uh, 8 o'clock this morning with an update. 300,000 mandatory evacuations so far. Where and Rima coming up next, KTSA. Okay.